Yeah, I I would love to do a standing desk. Um, I've just tried a couple different ideas here, and I assume you have one of the convertible desks. Yeah. Whereas I have this giant metal desk, and I... Oh, man, everything's covered in dust. Uh, I have to clean my office. It's like a film on everything in the whole house. Plaster dust? Yep. Yeah, they had they had plastic up everywhere, and it's still just everything is covered in dust. That stuff, that stuff finds its way into the, every tiny little crevice. They covered my desk with plastic. They put a encased the room in plastic. They built a room out of plastic inside the room, and still everything no, that was yeah, in it here matter, is covered man. in dust. Doesn't matter. I remember uh, when we plastered in my house when I first bought it before I had moved in. It was just like. They had cover everywhere, and it didn't matter when they were done. We just had to clean every single surface of the house. It didn't matter at all. Man. Yes? (laughs) I guess you are a man. Hello, JJ. Hello, it's me, man. Man. You know what's uh, actually really funny? I have a coworker. I don't know, it's not funny. It's interesting. I have a coworker whose name is Man. Oh, that's cool. His first, that's his first yeah. name. Oh, I figured uh, it was his last name. No, uh, he has a different last name, uh, but his first name is Man. And it happens to him so frequently. <laughs> Somebody says Man. Someone's just like, oh, Man. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm people sure. are like oh sorry and it's like they're not doing it intentionally obviously you can just tell he's like every time it happens he's like god damn it again <laughs> <laughs> michael do you have, have any colleagues with awkward names uh well fortunately it's pronounced the it's pronounced in the french way but i have a coworker whose name is spelled g-u-y Guy. yes mm. okay my oh, the only thing around here, uh, my coworker who is a tiny child, uh, calls me bruh now. Bruh. <laughs> when does uh, when does yep. she get her first surfboard? Uh, no, nah, bruh. Got she got roller skates, bruh. Uh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I want to not let that go too far, or else the kid is gonna like turn into like full on surfer dude you know like, uh talking about brohams and like all kinds of stuff you know a thousand percent the uh adage that if you talk about it they do it more is a hundred percent true just so you know for the future when encountering small children <laughs> duly uh, every, noted every time she calls you bro you should just call her point break Ah, we have figured the real solution there you go lean lean in leaning straight into the skid on that one i love it do you have to show her point break then though no you you call her that until she stops or she understands the reference (laughs) okay so it'll be stopping then Well, uh, there was no PG-13. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, it's okay. Uh, There's no way Point Break is PG-13. No way. Is it? 
It was the eighties, so I don't know. PG thirteen was like kind of a, a different shrug. Time. Hmm. Uh, this I, might be worth research. It might I, be worth you, research. Keep, keep going. I'm gonna Google really. Uh, it was an R. It's R. It's got to be R. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's just, like drug use perfect. and it makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. Ninety one, actually. Ninety one. Ninety one. It's it's an eighties movie. If it want, if it's you know. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm justified in calling it an '80s movie, right? Hey, we're on we're on '80s movies here. I watched that Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, dude, such a great movie. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about that. Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you enjoy it? Yes. Okay, I think that's all that matters. Yeah. It, however, it was one of those movies where I started listing off what was going to happen by the end. And about 35 minutes from the end, I said, if Maverick has Rooster... Oh, uh, you know what? I should say just spoilers because it is a newish movie. But yeah, if... Spoilers. It's your time. Sure. Here you go. Skip ahead. We're not going to talk about it very long. Skip ahead like two minutes. If Rooster is Maverick's Rio by the end of this movie, I'm just going to start writing Hollywood scripts. <laughs> It was just I think, predictable, but that wasn't what made it. It didn't make it bad. It was fun. Yeah, I, I think the thing that impressed me about seeing it is that they don't make movies like this this way anymore. They sure don't. Yeah. And, and because of that, it was awesome to see them make one of those again in that way. It's like it. You I mean, if you have seen Top Gun, the original recently, uh, they didn't go too far <laughs> to like find their their plan here but like that style of movie making that you know the like military action kind of thing just isn't made anymore especially in like with high budgets like this very clearly had and practical yeah. most of the time effects uh not yeah the like time, there was obviously there was some cgi in there but there like was a, a good amount of, of yeah, yeah yeah but there was a lot of like real planes flying and like, you know, shots on runways, real planes taking off, people doing stuff, you know, in ways that stuff was done in the like 80s before they CGI'd everything. Right. And it just I looked knew, different. I knew I was going to have a good time watching it. I knew that I liked watching it uh, when they took off of the carrier and you could tell it was a practical shot very early on in the movie. Mm. I was just like, this is great. This is fun. This is exciting. And then, you know, you just, you get further in, you're like, okay, I get it. I, we all get it. It's just, you know, it's. You got to meet them where they are, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't have like stormed the theater four times to watch this, uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think that's the reaction to that movie that made me not want to see it immediately on release. Oh, yeah. Because so oh, yeah. many people were like, oh, my God, it's the best action movie in the last 40 years. And I'm like, did you guys see Fury Road? Duh. <laughs> they clearly did not. And I was like, did you did you see that? And then you're saying whatever this Tom Cruise thing is, is better. And it's like I've seen all of Tom Cruise's stuff and it's like usually pretty good or, or OK. It yeah. seems unlikely that he beat Fury Road with something and the people were just going crazy over it. So I was just like, you know what? No. And we waited till it came to streaming and I felt like this was fun. It was a fun little movie. It, I had it a was good time. fun. It, absolutely. I am not poo-pooing the movie. Many films are predictable. I would not have fallen all over myself to get people to go watch it is my only point. Uh, I, I had a good time though. Definitely. No, no poo-poo. 
Uh, did people poo-poo the Nintendo Direct, Michael? I didn't get to watch it live. Uh, so I think that people got a little worried when it started a little slow. Tell because me it started slow because uh, it wasn't uh, the news didn't roll out until the end when they were like, look, it's Breath of the Wild 2 kind of. Yeah. So I think they 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 got the stuff that wasn't going to get people quite as excited out of the way up front. Um, or or if not necessarily stuff that was not going to get people excited, but stuff that was targeted at an audience that wasn't us. Oh, OK. So like not even indies because i mean we we play indies over here so what's a target i think that's not us just to give me kind of a headspace here um i'm trying to think did i even write down any of the stuff uh updates for that whatever that disney animal farm game is i think right uh yes there's a disney animal farm like animal like farm a... the book no and like Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, sorry. Oh, okay. like I would play a Disney I don't play Animal any of the farm right no, now, JJ. Might be would it be good? I don't know. I would play you know Disney. the you know Mickey has to be Napoleon. Mm-hmm. And that's not gonna go over well with me. We're headed a great <laughs> direction. I would play Disney Animal Farm right now. That's a high school literature shout out to all you kids out there listening. Definitely remember the book <laughs> Animal Farm. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So like more of the um some some Disney game style stuff. Yeah, there was some of that. Um there was a an update for Splatoon coming. Um they okay. showed off they they kicked it off with the new Pikmin, which if you know, if you're a Pikmin fan, you're probably sure. excited about it. it. Looked pretty. Okay. They announced some ports of some mobile games coming to Switch, which people were like, "Who cares?" Yeah. Uh, so the first, I think, the first big thing that caught my attention was they announced the Xenoblade Chronicles three DLC packs that are upcoming, uh, three and four, and I I missed it. The, well, I didn't miss it the first time, but I saw the the teaser that they did for pack four. And I thought to myself, you know, that re- looks a lot like Shulk and the Monado, but that doesn't sure does. Sense, doesn't, doesn't it, Michael? <laughs> Turns out. Uh, did you recognize that other character too? Uh, I think all those characters are supposed to be people, you know, at least two of the three are for sure. Yeah. So I went back and looked at it and two of them. I recognized. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely the two. I think I know who the third one is too, but I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, supposedly this fourth pack is the one that actually has story content. The other three are like bosses and characters and weapons and stuff like that, I think. Okay. So like this is this is the one if you're going to pick up the DLC where you want to start. Right. When that fourth one comes out, you can buy it and get all of it is the way I would expect <laughs> that gets approached. That's how they've done it before. Although... Other Nintendo stuff has had the option to buy all four up front too. So, I mean, it they had us. They literally had a season pass for this. I think that's the last thing in the season pass. Yes, yeah, I think so. So you get all of it up if you wanted it to be that way. I don't know. Yeah. I guess um, the question is, you know, will they sell that one separate later, which would be beneficial if it was cheaper than the season pass. I guess they might, but like you know how they are. They never discount anything. Uh, selling so true. things separately also doesn't seem up their alley. So true. 
uh let's see what they announced i think michael they said they gave a release date for that advance wars game that they've been sitting on since uh russia invaded ukraine yeah uh april april 21st i think was the date on that one. Oh, yeah that game was supposed to come out like the week russia invaded ukraine and then they were like this is a bad mm-hmm. look yeah maybe <laughs> we step back from this i guess they decided yeah. april is good i mean it's a war game though so like i don't know it, there's war other places most of the time. Yeah, at some point you're just going to have to put it out. Or or don't make it if you can't stomach it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they clearly already made it and they've just been sitting on it. Um, yeah. You know what? Hey, uh, those Advance Wars games are pretty fun, actually. I really only I played the know. first one. Mm, I liked it. Maybe I need to try more of them. I tried the one everyone said was the best, which was Advance Wars Days of Ruin. I think it's or, two. Wait, sorry. Were two. these the it, one? That might be two. So I think Days of Ruin is the second one on the DS. I don't know. The grittiness of it was, I think, something that turned a lot of people on. But then you get on the map and it looks just like Advance Wars. So I don't know what, what the difference was supposed to be there. I have a, a bit of an issue with Advance Wars, which is like, you know you're losing. Or you know you're winning from very early on in the map. And there's like no recovery mechanism in that game like there is in modern tactics games or other, I mean, even even other tactics games where you can cheese the map to your advantage or, or other stuff like also, that. A lot of a lot of these know, things this... become a, about bad production lines or other things where you just can't recover. And like it gets tedious to play that game. I had a I had a rough time with it. And I assume other advanced wars are very similar. That is the second game. And I believe I mean, this is a remaster of those games to some level it's possible they tuned some of that stuff right i'd be very curious to find out i mean that's there's lots of precedent for remasters changing difficulty curves and stuff um i don't know if you guys paid any attention but they uh ea put out a remake of dead space one recently mm-hmm. um and in that remake they took the original game you know it's still mostly that game it tells a very similar the same story with like you know some edits based on the fact that they now know what happens in the sequels when they didn't when they made the first one (laughs) but they changed the balance of all the weapons they added new monsters that like are like make some of the less useful weapons more useful they changed the damage ranges on stuff that was like not as good before to make it better and you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's entirely possible they rebalance a bunch of stuff. Um, and then there's like, you know, other uh, ways that they can make stuff balanced. Like Square Enix puts a lot of like straight up cheat codes into their RPG remasters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to just like not have random encounters? We just got a little button here and you just hit it. Um, I don't know that that works it. in the Advance Wars context, but like, you know, they could, they could do things of that nature, right? I'm not against it. Uh... It just just scares me a little bit. Uh, I didn't have a good time with it, and and I bothered me that people told me it was a great tactics game. I like tactics games. We all, I think we all very much like tactics games here. I'm not gonna say just me, but I've played a lot of them, and that one just a few, like five or six missions in, I was just like, this is a slog of a game. It's not fun to me. Let's see what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed the remaster is uh, has addressed those issues. Yep. It's entirely possible that it won't, and now you already know you don't need to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will definitely the other do other side one of those, too, right? I will definitely do one of those uh, wait and see what the reviewer says they've changed about it, you know? 
Uh, let's see what other stuff came out of this directly. Oh man, um, if we want to get into some of the heavy hitters, uh, so we're getting a remaster of Metroid Prime. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, By remaster we are of Metroid Prime, mean one, not- one. You mean it's out? It's not like we're getting. You can have it now. Oh yes, oh, the is digital really version. Right is, the digital version dropped day of the direct. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's People. two more of those, uh, and supposedly a fourth one on the way. What's the uh... remains to be seen about that fourth one? <laughs> well, they they scrapped what they had and started over. If you remember, right? So that's why I'm saying we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the draw is to buy this one right off the bat and not wait. Well, I mean, the the reason not to wait is Nintendo doesn't always finish the cycles, right? Mm, How many times have they re-released? Like, I think they've re-released Mario Galaxy, but never Galaxy 2. Sure. True. I see what you're saying. So, I'm crossing as we know for th- some sort of physical th- all three situation. And as yeah. we know, I mean, they said they're going to put this one out for sale physically by itself, too. But that's that's the one that's coming, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would like the trilogy uh, <laughs> as a thing. That would be that would be great. They got to be thinking about it. They got to be thinking about it. All right, all right, all right. So new uh, new Zelda, right? Yeah, we got it finally. It's coming. It's coming. Woo! Hooray! May That's the 12th. it. Though. Quite kind of. Yeah, they showed like a little a little trailer of some more stuff. It's not. I don't think it was amazing, but. You know, yeah. hey. they uh, for me they teased a, a new Professor Layton game. It's been a while. It has been a while, and they they the last time they had one that starred him, um, they kind of tied off the story. Um, so did. there was speculation of whether or not they were going to do any more of them. And they had some on the phone with his daughter or niece or something. Uh, it's his niece who's in the spinoff. Yeah, it was like a phone game. Not super well received. I remember you liking it. A little yeah, bit, it was okay. It wasn't as it. good as the. It wasn't as good as the mainline games. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, making waves. I think while we're talking about direct style things, we might as well talk about uh, the thing we didn't talk about, which was: Did we expect? any of them to be at e3 is there an e3 so there there is still there is still an e3 and it's actually it's e3 under new management uh i'm not going to remember the name of the company but it's the same company that puts on uh the pax shows every year read pop i believe is the name yeah that sounds right yeah pax east and pax west i think are the Uh two yeah um, and those those shows are still really well received. So I think, you know, in the wake of this news that Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo have all backed out of being there. It'll be interesting to see Nintendo where they go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo's the one that I, I kind of thought would still be there, but. I guess they've decided to do their own thing as well. I mean, you know, all the other console makers, Sony hasn't been on like the E3 floor in several years. Microsoft has always been like next door doing their own thing since they own that theater. Right. Right. <laughs> and Nintendo was like kind of the odd man out there. Um, 
I think they just realized like we could just not do this and, you know, put tents up at every other con in the country for way less money and be fine. I mean, or people just watch our streams. So what, who cares? Yeah. Like this, this doesn't help them much compared with the cost. I assume RIP E3. Oh, we'll see. Maybe the PAX people can figure out something else to do with the name, but I think they're going to have to dump it. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, maybe they keep it around for legacy reasons, but turn it into something cool later. But yeah, I mean, I think I don't think you could pay me to go to it this year. See, Actually, that's a lie. I'm sure someone could pay me. If you want to pay me to go to E3 this year, <laughs> reach come. out. Yeah. Podcast at WeWereGamers.com. Give us money. Sure. Hook us up with or tickets, tickets or whatever. Yeah, sure. We, we could definitely do it. We would? I wouldn't say definitely. <laughs> we could, yeah, sure, probably. Hey, it okay. depends on how much money they're giving us. Sure, sure. Oh, boy. Uh, Michael, did someone have to pay you to try Sea of Stars? Uh, no, uh, so I have been I have been quite excited for this one. Um, so this is, Sea of Stars is an upcoming game by Sabotage Studio, who some people might remember put out a great game called The Messenger. Uh, about four and a half years ago now. Uh, I think both of you guys played that. At least kind one of like you. a samurai style game or a ninja style thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a 2D, 2D platformer. Yeah. This the messenger is the one that has like, it's like a Genesis game and then shifts. Am I thinking of the right game? I Man, things are starting to blur together over here. I, my eyes can't even see straight. There's so much going on. So the messenger, you play a um, kind of like a samurai. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a it's uh, like a ninja guy. Yeah, two um, D platformer. You uh, you have a sword that you can use to bounce off of enemies and objects, which is a lot of the the movement in the game. Mm-hmm. But it's a yeah, it's a it's a throwback yeah, this is, to this uh, is the game. Yeah, there's a. Th- I'm pretty sure there's a thing in this game that happens. All right. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so the uh, the same studio that put that out um, decided. All right, we did our um, we did our homage to a platformer. We're going to move on and do an homage to a different style with our next game. And so they came up with Sea of Stars, which is an RPG that is heavily influenced by Chrono Trigger. The Jack Nicholson gif nodding my head. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there are um, there are two main characters. Um, they are children of the solstice is what they're called in the game. And one of them was born on the summer solstice. One of them was born on the winter solstice. And the two of them have to set out to defeat an evil alchemist and they are joined by a friend of theirs so you have your party of three and i'm not sure if you get any other characters or if you just have like guest characters throughout the game Um, but you definitely have those three throughout and so they put out a demo they got invited to to release their demo as part of the nintendo direct and so they jumped on the opportunity and uh it's it's pretty cool. Um it's not it's not super long. I think it took me maybe an hour and 15 minutes to play through the whole thing. And it starts you out sort of near the beginning of the game 
you have a mission to tackle, an old set of ruins to explore, and uh, it just kind of throws you into uh, into the exploration and the combat. So uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, I would recommend playing the demo. It's free on the the Nintendo Store. So I think people really should see pictures of this game to like understand how much it really is like it feels or it looks like Chrono Trigger even, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Some of the shots look very much drawn drawn direct influence from Chrono Trigger. And the the battle system works the same way. You're walking around on the map and you see the enemies walking around on the map. And if you get close enough to one of them, it will draw any of the enemies that are also close enough into a fight with you. So there's not a oh. there's not a wipe to a battle screen. The combat just happens on the map. They look like though that the fights seem to be happening. I'm just sort of flipping through pictures. They look like little yeah. mini arenas on the map. Um, I don't know. I can't really tell. No, like, it seems just, like there's little paths. The map. Okay. Yeah. So the paths that you see are the paths that you're walking to get from place to place on the map. Yeah, but I'm looking at some of these maps, and they have like little look like trigger points with like poles and stuff like that that you seem to be walking into, and then there's like battle arenas almost. So I wonder if that's like a trick of of the of the game or or what they're doing. It seems kind of interesting. I mean, it might also be just the way they designed the map, so that it's like, oh, you know, here's the the place where the light the the battle would happen on this screen or something. Yeah. Some of the fights you're looking at, Andy might also be boss fights, which do sort of have that more of like a, you're in a small area that's off on its own and you have to take on the boss Mm -hmm. rather than walking around the map. That's cool. Looks like you get a ship too. That's fun. Yeah. You get a ship at one point, um, not included in the demo, unfortunately. Boo. Um, (laughs) But they do include fishing in the demo. No. Yep. It's not an RPG if it doesn't have fishing. You know that. Certainly not a JRPG. That's what Yoko Taro says. Yep. So the the fishing mechanic was easy. So I'll give that a a check. I like the palette. The color palette is very nice. The the art style is really nice in this one. I think the... uh, Andy, you are a person who knows stuff better than me is the word saturated the right word it is very saturated yeah i'm well so like they something about the colors is like speaking to me is hues they're luminous i don't know the right word there's a word for like the the hair the hair on two of these characters has luminescence yeah the palette is really wide so you can see a ton of different colors but like the the grass and everything else have that almost uh Windows 95 repeating pattern thing going on. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's really saturated. So, um, deep colors, multiple. I mean, it's, it looks like it, they tried to make it 16 or 32 bit color, but you can tell there's like shading happening. It's interesting. I mean, even in the, like even his uh, pants, I can see this character's pants, this white pants here. There's four shades in this character's white pants. Right, which is like not a thing you could do in old consoles, but yet uh-uh. the pixel art still looks 
reminiscent of that old style. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, if nothing else, it looks really good. (laughs) Uh, And it plays good too. too. The, uh, the combat, at least in the demo, and I don't know if they'll tune it or if it's because they threw you into an area where maybe you had equipment that isn't as strong as what you will have at that point in the game. But the combat was tough. And I think they knew that because one of the they give you a re, an artifact in the demo, which if you turn it on, rest, automatically restores like 75 percent of your health after every fight and increases all of your character's HP by 100. Hmm. So I think they knew that, you know, some people are going to want to play this demo just to to run through it and see what see what the game's about. Um. Because, uh, you know, I I decided to tackle it without turning it on. And it's uh, there was a there was a fair bit of running back to the campfire to to restore my health. Cool. I wonder, I like that sometimes they let you be challenged by those sorts of battles, you know, but it's, it's definitely got to be a line. You got to walk. It's odd for a demo anything. for sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. I don't know if it was just for the demo or if it'll be an actual mechanic in the game, but when one of your character's HP gets knocked down to zero, they are stunned and they'll just sit there with stars spinning around their head for a couple of turns and then they revive with part of their HP back. Love it. Give it to me. That's uh, a... Yeah. That's a playstation 2 era kind of thing i remember some of the active battle rpgs in that era they they since it was hard to kind of menu and heal people they'd get knocked out and then come back yeah and so it becomes you know it becomes a part of your fight strategy of like okay i know i have to hold out this many turns until this character comes back and can heal everybody else yeah it's interesting since it's um turn-based you can kind of calculate a, a character's uh free phoenix down yeah yeah so yeah I, I had a great time with it i'm super excited for the whole game to come out in august i also seem to have demoed a game kind of let's talk about inertia for a second okay 450 hours 460 hours of inertia you guys Sometimes you fucking some octopath. Yeah. So, so sometimes it's easier to just play a game you're already playing, right? The, the inertia, the, the startup value of, of picking up something new sometimes feels, I think like it's too much to me. Right. And, um, I kind of hit a point where it was, okay. The only thing I really have to do is one or two big fights that I don't want to do because I don't feel like, I want to grind the characters in Octopath and farm Atlas, which I kind of don't feel like doing currently because it makes me tired and sleepy. So I sat there thinking about things to do in Octopath and I looked down and I was like, I don't know. I don't know really what to do. And I've been holding off on starting other games. And I looked at the timer again and I thought, if I took this down to just the dailies for a couple weeks at 460 hours of Octopath Traveler, what am I so worried about with starting other games? Clearly there's time to play other games. <laughs> you guys wonder why I'm like not playing as much as you guys. Oh yeah. I, I understand. So I, I picked 
up something that I had put down for a while, which is the Apple Arcade. Uh, oh, oh uh, we uh, haven't heard you mention this in a while. I know. I, I unsubscribed for a while because I wasn't playing anything on it, and but I had always wanted to play four or five games, so I kept them installed even though they wouldn't run, so I wouldn't forget them. And I popped back into that this past weekend and when I had some free time um, on like Friday afternoon and said, this is it. I'm not getting on Octopath and just wasting a bunch of time. Let's wait for new content. You know, I've done everything that I need to do for dailies and weeklies. My towers are done. So sign back up for Apple Arcade to try out some of these games. And I put myself on a timer and I said five to ten hours and then decide either to play it or don't play it, but use the service as a demo. Uh, I picked back up Guildlings, which I talked about before, which is an RPG with a really strange weakness system of like, if you're happy, you do good damage against people that don't like you being happy. If you're sad, you're going to take extra damage. It was a very strange battle system. I think I described it on a previous episode. Um, where you really only had like two or three things to do and the things your characters do affect the happiness of other characters. And you can change your happiness going into battle. Basically, you mostly want your characters to be happy before you go into battle. But sometimes when you say something to a character, it makes another character upset. So then in the battle, you have to use abilities to make people happy again. Otherwise, the monsters might hit them while they're unhappy and do extra damage, etc. Fun-ish game. But when I restarted it, I realized why I stopped playing it and the Apple Arcade, which is, it's very twee, that game. And not that there's anything wrong with a twee game. Uh, I like them sometimes. But it didn't quit being twee or give you a break from it, which made me a little tired of it, is all I'm saying. So after a couple more hours of that, I said, that's good. That's it. Deleted. No more. It's not for me to finish it. And I picked up another game. It's called Grindstone. I've heard a lot about this game. So have have I? It's, did either if you play it? No, no, but it is now out like everywhere. It's on the Switch. It's on yep. all the consoles. It's on the PC. Yeah. I thought I would mention it because it's on everything now. It started on the arcade. Um, and I think it came from I am Eight Bit, one of those companies. It was fun for a little bit. It's a it's a um it's a match three style game mm-hmm. with a much lighter system than a puzzle quest. It's not an RPG RPG. Okay. Um, each board is a match three style board with monsters on it that can attack you at the end of a turn if you're like next to them at the end of the turn. Only certain ones, not not the whole board. You can tell because they they like have a fire symbol around them, and um, you can chain together as many as you possibly can, just like in a connect match three game, right? So you could connect like ten, twenty, sometimes of the same color monster, and you can connect them in any direction. So it doesn't have to be straight; it can be like diagonal. You can you just can't cross over the same exact monster again. Um, but every I think the first time you hit 10 and then every five above that give you what they call a grindstone. 
And that is a gem that pops up on the map after you hit that number and it just drops randomly on the, somewhere on the map that allows you, if you hit it to change colors. So the idea of the game becomes like creating these chains of 10 to put grindstones on the map and then bounce around the map, like some sort of whirling dervish, just annihilating monsters with your sword. Uh, it's satisfying and fun for a little while. Uh, there's like a whole shop system where you can buy better weapons. You can buy weapons that give you uh, one-time actions. Like the arrow allows you to shoot one monster anywhere on the board. So it's like, oh, if that monster wasn't there and these all fell down one, I could make a chain of like 25. And sometimes the chains are really important because you have to hit like 10 to open a chest. So you, you hit 10 and then you touch the chest and then it, it explodes, right? Um, mm. interesting, fun for a little bit, but because the system is mostly geared towards being a mobile game that they're trying to get you to play every day, it has like dailies and stuff. Um, I started to hit levels where it was like, clearly I needed to advance further in the game to get items to come back to get the side missions uh, achieved. Like there's the main mission of like kill X monsters to get out of this level. Then there's the side mission of once you hit X monsters, there will be a chest. And sometimes there's a third side mission of like kill the this bad monster and then you get extra rewards. And it's like, well, I can't do that because by the time I get there, there's too many monsters trying to attack me and I can't win. So clearly I need armor or something else. And it, it kind of wore me down a little bit. I think it's a good game overall for a match three. If you're like looking for a side game to put on your phone, I would mark that as a good one. But I wouldn't play it more than one or two levels a day. I burnt out on it really fast just playing it only. And that's Grindstone. There you go. Apple Arcade. I think that's like a cool benefit of that thing is that it lets you just play stuff like that. And then it doesn't have like the game doesn't have like tons of buy rubies, buy gold, buy whatever stuff in it right yeah no it didn't i mean you could um there was like a side thing for buying um cosmetic hats for the character but everything else was in the game and was i mean it's gotta have something i'm sure sure but it was unlocked at what seemed to be like a normal pace for like okay you've killed 50 monsters now we're gonna teach you a new mechanic here's a new mechanic here's a new mechanic um and then you get would get items and stuff like that. So, cool. Um, good side game. Don't play it too fast. You'd burn out on it. But but wasn't it, my cup of tea. Probably won't stick with it very long. It won't. Anyway. So I'll report back about more Apple Arcade in the future because I'm trying to break my inertia. Good deal, uh, man. Yeah. And JJ. What? JJ. Yes. Uh, The sun has a lot of inertia. Does it? I don't know. I don't don't know. Gravity? Gravity? Michael, is inertia gravity? No, inertia is mass times velocity. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. I I had no transition. (laughs) Look, sometimes the pivot is impossible. It's not your fault. Yeah. Uh, I did finally roll credits in Midnight Suns. Um, cool. Oh, hey. Is I that, think... uh, is it, is it, did it turn out to be a Wolverine game? 
Well, I mean, Wolverine is in it. It was not like a secret that he's in it. No, I know, but sometimes you know, like we'll, like we'll, some characters just take stuff over. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, no, I, I don't think he did that. Um, he shows up too late to do that. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the narrative, you don't get him until like a decent amount of the way through. Um, you know, I think the. I think I found a couple characters with like pretty broken cards and then uh, exploited them a bit to the point where like I had characters that were clearly better than my other ones. <laughs> um, the game does a good job, though. It's something I will say in the game's credit is as like your highest level characters level up, it pulls the floor of all the other characters you're not using up some. And so there's like. Like, so there's like a base level that all your characters are. It's not apparent early on because early on you just have enough characters. You're just using them all the time anyway. Um, but eventually when the, when the level difference gets high enough, if you have a high level character that's like, say, level 20. Uh, and you would have like a character you haven't used in a really long time who would be like way lower level than that, like 14 or 12 or something. The game just pushes their level up some, like, for free. They just get free levels to make hmm. them within a band range of your highest level character. Well, I wonder why. Uh, I mean, to keep the characters useful, because otherwise you would just never use them. Like, they're, like they gain stats when they level up, and the stats, like, affect their cards, like, drastically. Uh, their abilities, basically. But that'd be yeah, like, like if Octopath just like gave twenty levels to a three star character if they were in a starty party with a five star. I mean, it it's basically like rubber banding, right? If you are constantly using certain characters all the time and never any of the other ones, it rubber bands the other ones up towards the level of your best ones. Yeah, it's to encourage you to not just play the same characters over and over. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say it eventually worked because I got like kind of bored of the combat of that game for a while and I put it down for like a week. Uh, and when I came back, I was like, all right, let me just try some of these other people here a little more. Uh, and they're also cool. Um, just, I don't know, maybe not as cool as the like ones with broken cards that I clearly had identified. <laughs> uh, or maybe I just wasn't as good at using them. Who knows? That's also possible. <laughs> um. And then uh, the game has like a bunch of really cool like final ending sequences that sort of force you to use all the characters. Uh, so it turned out to be a good thing. Oh, um, nice. yeah, that's I like, like that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it became like very important. And I'll say those last battles got quite tough, um, which is nice to see uh, an actual challenge uh, at the end of the game there. Um, I, I, the plot is what the plot is. I don't know, man. It's very like the whole story is very clearly like a comic book kind of logic and plot. So like, it shouldn't surprise you when, you know, stuff Deus Ex Machina has come out of nowhere and they like <laughs> fix stuff in magical ways that make no sense or, uh -huh. you know, like weird, like, you know, magical stuff happens. Like it's a story all about demons and magic. So like, you know, get get ready for demons and magic stuff to happen yeah. right get ready for the game to change on a whim yeah uh so but you know and but as consequence right then they can make it fun that way um 
you know, and keep the challenge there, even when, you know, like Captain Marvel is fighting a like random demon. This should not be a problem for her. <laughs> but no, yeah. You know, so it it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I didn't get all the like max level abilities for all the characters. They have like a friendship system, uh, kind of like Fire Emblem, right? Where you like level up your friendship with characters. Sure. And then at at max friendship, they all gain unique card abilities. And I didn't get all of them. I kind of want to see them, but also I don't want to do all the work to level them up to get the friendship. So probably not going to go back and do that. Um, all of them were the ones I did see were all d- pretty cool, though. So. Nice. Yeah, fun. Really, really liked it. I mean, any game you get to the end of, I think, kind of at this uh, stage of our game playing, right? Like, I we've been through it in the last couple months, right? Just sometimes, just don't worry about finishing it. Just don't worry about it. So, like, for uh, most of us now, I think, to get to the end of a game is kind of a statement, no? Yeah, I, I will say I definitely wanted to see the end of that story, so... You know, that was the thing pulling me on. The combat was also there, and it was nice that it was fun. Perfect. Oh. Nice. Um, hmm. I think I think it's it's silly to try and get into another component class right now. So, teaser, follow-up component class from last week <coughs> about GitHub. Hmm. The answers sometimes are staring you in the face, JJ. Are they? Sometimes. But until next time, if people still had comments about last week's component classes or Sea of Stars or Grindstone or even Advance Wars, since I kind of went a little hard on it. I don't think you went that hard. But uh, if they want those. They can send them to podcast at wewerogamers.com. We will uh, be happy to hear from you all about those things. Or, you know, hey, you can find us at We Were Gamers on uh, our social media. Check all those out on Instagram, everywhere we are. Uh, follow us on those places. Let us know. Yeah. Comment on YouTube. Go, yeah, yeah, go check out our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at We Were Gamers. All one word. Those are fun. I want to find a way to spend more time on them without uh, losing time on other things. <laughs> They're fun to make. They just, uh, I, I, I want, to, I have to force myself not to do more. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's another rabbit hole. Uh, buddy, I got four new rabbit holes for you. <laughs> that emulation stuff on the Steam Deck. Let me tell you, fiddly bits. Yeah. Oh, I thought of you during the uh, the Super Bowl, Andy, when they were showing uh, the all those commercials for Tubi about going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I I have to admit I didn't see much of the Super Bowl. Uh, it was on in the background, but we were just hanging out with people, and I wasn't paying much attention until uh till the end when things started to get spicy. And it was a great game for about fifty nine minutes. <laughs> I saw I some people a, on the internet arguing game. about that call, saying there's an angle that shows the hold. And I'm like, I don't I don't care. It sucks that they end it on a call. Yeah.
Uh, I don't know. I think people got to stop leaving it up to the refs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look, you can't fault them for, for that, right? Like, they should have been winning if that was their problem, right? Uh, you can't get outscored 24 to 11 uh, for a whole half of football and win. 